Dos hombres del Elche en la barrera. Pues apunta en el minuto que se va a sacar en el 45 para el descanso. Suena el silbato. Ejecuta cuña la pelota al remate en Nesiri. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the episode four, season two of the Montesman podcast. Match day three, we're going to be talking about the Elche match. Uh, the Champions League draw happened. We got some crazy transfer things that's going on. And we've got a guest with us today. Let's get into it. Steve and Ebner from Minnesota. How are you, my friend? Hey Chris, I'm doing really well. Uh, thanks, thanks for having me, and I guess Eddie too. Yeah, thanks, for, thanks you both for having me on. You got it, man. Eddie's Eddie's the guy. I mean, I'm just here using the software. I'm not doing anything. Anyway, <laughs> no, no, no. no, I'm just here, and you're the guy. No, 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 no. You're the man that makes it happen. But anyway, it's not about you, Eddie. It's not about me. It's about Steven. Let's find out about Steven. How are you, man? I'm doing really well. Yeah, I'm just. Uh... Like I said, just glad to be here. Glad the season's actually started. Uh, we're three three games in, and I don't know the the summer was was kind of crazy without a, a whole lot of action, and now it's kind of all picking up after the season started. So we're just kind of going crazy on multiple fronts, and it's it's fun to get involved. Yeah, man. So Minnesota, a little different climate than Sevilla, <laughs> except for the summer. The summer's been crazy hot up there. I know because I've got business clients up there it's been really weird summer for minnesotians is that how you say it minnesotians i don't even know minnesotan Minis- there. Yeah. all right okay Just about. anyway how in the world did you become a Sevilla fan yeah so uh through my wife actually uh she she came over here uh she grew up in Sevilla and came over here for school and i met her in a philosophy class of all things and uh hit it off and and uh i guess the rest is history it was uh it so I mean, that being said, I'm I'm probably a newer fan than than most everybody that's on the forum. Uh, I, we met in 2012 or 2013, and I was kind of an off and on fan for a while, for a couple of years. And we actually had the opportunity to to get married in Sevilla, and um, we were married in a in February in um, a church just outside of the Nervion, actually that that district. And we were able to get go to a game that in 2017 um, had our rehearsal dinner. Um, I don't know, three blocks away from the stadium, uh, the the same night that they were playing their uh, Champions League match against Leicester City. So that was uh, that was a crazy kind of commute back to our our hotel. There, uh, we we got done right at about the same time that the game did. So uh, that was kind of kind of fun to take in, and and then uh, we got married on the same day as the the derby with with Betis. So it's uh, it, it was just kind of all came to a head. We were walking on over to the over to the church and uh, watching the game on our phone and and I was just kind of wrapped up in everything and we uh I don't know I just kind of fell in love with, with the team at that point been back a couple of times and done the all the touristy stuff with the stadium tours and spending way too much money in the fan shop and things like that and uh yeah it's uh and I'm just glad that we're in a spot now where we can I don't know more accessibly watch the the team on the ESPN and not have to go through some questionable streams and um it's it seems like the team is just picking things up and we're uh 
we're making more new, uh, like newsworthy signings and, uh, um, we're kind of being respected by the American media, which is, um, strange for a lot of teams in Spain outside of, I don't know, the big, big two or three. So it's, it's kind of cool to, to see that the, the Sevilla name on a lot of those transfer rumors and the news that pops up. So, yeah, that's a little bit about where I came from with Sevilla at least. So nice. I'm surprised that you had guests at your wedding being a derby day. <laughs> was it during the match? It was during the match. Yeah. Oh um, man. You got I, a I cheaper, you got a cheaper rate, right? Uh, no, no, I'm just we, kidding. <laughs> we got married in, uh, like I said, in the, the just outside of the Nevion district. And it was the derby that they were playing, um, in, in the state. We were, uh, we were a little bit removed, um, <laughs> geographically at least from that, but no, we got married. I don't know. Right. At, uh, I think the, the ceremony kicked off right at about halftime. So it was, uh, you know, it was, a kind of a crazy situation where we kind of wanted to get to the game, but like, you know, there's more important things going on right now. So. <laughs> Very cool. Well, congratulations on the wedding. Oh, thank and, you. And, and thanks for joining us. We we're yeah, glad to have you. We always love people to, to join, uh, to break up the monotony of my voice and Eddie's voice. So uh, let's get right into it. Sevilla played a match. Uh, they traveled, I think it's about 600 kilometers over to Elche. Uh, it's the Alicante province, I believe, of, of Spain. Uh, anyway, so we're coming in on a high, winning two games in a row. Elche uh, hasn't won a game, you know, all year. Uh, just got one point from a draw, and um, that's it. What do you guys think? Uh, it was our chance to keep um, our, our spot at the top, and we failed to do that. Often the the game before the big game, right, like last year against Athletic Loop, just handle the business first and then go into the big game, um, giving all you got. But now um, we drop points. It's okay. It's still early in the season, but we would have preferred a better um, a position heading into the Barca game. But that's fine. We're still got some things to uh, to work on. But overall, on away match, we got the points. It's still early doors, so a lot to improve on, but we'll we'll see from here. Yeah, I mean, still at the top of the table after this match, even with the draw. I mean, we're we're tied with uh, Madrid on points. Well, several people on points actually, but uh, we sit just below Madrid in the table because they've scored eight goals to our five or whatever it is. But anyway, uh, Stephen, what did you take from the match, my friend? Yeah, so. I don't know. Like it was one of kind of the disappointing matches, obviously, because we didn't win it, and it was definitely a winnable match. Um, I do think that it was like a better match overall than the, the match we played on Monday against Etafe. Um, we didn't have to resort to a last-minute equalizer or, or winner. Uh, I would have appreciated a last-minute winner um, in this game, but uh, we weren't making passes that were going out of bounds. Um, everything just seemed a lot crisper. Um, there's everything except for that i don't know that what four or five minutes of of poor defensive play leading up to lj's goal was i don't know it it felt like a team that that we could kind of rally around and and work with and you know maybe the 
potential to, I mean, losing our, our center back um, wouldn't be the end of the world. And then everything kind of collapsed there and, and uh, made me rethink that, that position. But, um, but no, it, it was, it was, uh, there were some good things that, that came out of there and definitely improved from Hetafe. Um, but yeah, it's just kind of bittersweet with the, the tie there at the end. Yeah, it, it was kind of weird too because we didn't have to rely on a Lopetegui subs to come in and and win the game for us, right? I mean, we did score an early goal in the first half um, to to come back after they scored. Um, you're right. I mean, that four minute period of horrible defending. Let's just be honest. I mean, they could have had three goals there in in no time. Bono with two great saves uh, that just I mean, unbelievable saves. And then uh, what do you think about the goal that they scored? Did he have a chance at that one? I mean, should he have stopped that? Any shots at the near post, you kind of think he should have thwarted that, but uh, it was well taken. Um, Red kick lost. He was half a step behind. Um, you you would feel that if, if it was someone else in his place, he probably would have got the block in, as he usually does. But... Um, I mean, I'm not gonna be too harsh on on Bono. It was we we felt to to clear our lines multiple times. As soon as the ball wasn't exiting the box, you felt like there was trouble. And most often, goals come that way when it's against us. So, um, you, you saw that coming two or three moves before that. But um, yeah, like you said, it was good that we scored in the first half to head into halftime, you know, uh, level and then adjust things from then on and. Hopefully get the win in the second half. I did that didn't come, but definitely some improvements from the game against Hetafe. Notably, um, you know the passing was a bit better because it was just absolutely atrocious um, in the last game. Um, and the the counter attacks again, we're getting more um, examples that can we have some willing runners on this team now and and Rafa Mir and and Lamella those like I said last week these are some NBA style fast breaks that we're going on now so it's it's much better now that we're able to finish these moves I know Rafa Mir had a chance to you know get the winner for us there but um I think he wanted to it was, it was a bit fancy with that one timer but um I don't know it, it, he'll improve it's looking real good so far so I'm not too worried about that yeah, I thought we had the winner there at the very last too, where Rafa got the head on the ball and just kind of put it wide. I mean, it was close, but yeah, I mean, great shout outs there. I mean, it, we, we looked a lot better. I thought, you know, the passing was crisper. You, you mentioned that. Um, you know, something I noticed was Inezri getting behind the defense there on the left hand side. The problem was there was no, nothing to link him up. You know, there was nobody running into the box, there was just a big void there that, nothing was getting to um so he had to take a shot on goal and it just didn't work because of the angle so it it, it was encouraging to see him getting behind and and some great passing there from acuna especially man of the match right i mean acuna right i mean with the assist several others that maybe could have been goals i mean he had another one with uh an esri where he crossed it in and then as he almost did a lamella from the first week where he dove in with his feet and just missed it. So, I mean, Sevilla put total of 18 shots on, on this game, five on target, uh, Oscar early on off the woodwork. So 
we had a lot of opportunities and this goes to what you guys were saying when you know it looked better um in terms of um the negative aspects um just to get a comment from uh, our Sevilla fan in Istanbul uh, saying last season's problem still exists. We can't go quick and we can't play through the middle. Uh, we need to swarm around the opponent's box. We can't crowd in and around the box like Real Madrid or Man City does. And very evident here. I mean, once we saw Jordan and Akitic in the midfield again, you're like, okay, we've seen that tandem and how it hasn't worked. And it was a little bit more of that. I mean, they're used to each other now, so it didn't look as uh, as ugly as some of the games did last campaign. But um, we de we don't go through the middle, and we don't play with uh, our strikers either. Like those one twos that um, I mean, Lamella did some of that in in the second half, where you would actually use your center forward to combine with other players to find some open spaces just some interplaying between the forwards and, and the wingers, but we don't often do that. And uh, to call call out my guy, Asuso, I, I definitely don't see that from him enough. Um, so, yeah, most of the game was just a lot of long shots and just a lot of crosses that didn't really land where we wanted them to. And there's not much variety. When we don't go through the middle, there's no variety to our attack, and it's easy to stifle. Yeah, good shout. I mean... Speaking of crosses, the cross, the, the the goal came from a great cross and an even better header. Well, it was actually a yes. set piece, but mm -hmm. let's talk about that goal, right? Like, he almost had one earlier. It's very similar. It came from a novice cross, and he hit it just wide, but very similar, kind of that glancing header, but with power. Um, and Ezri, with the goal, Stephen, what did you think about that move? Yeah, I, I, I didn't believe it to tell you the truth. Um, it, it's, uh, it's not necessarily a, a move that we're accustomed to seeing him make on uh, on a regular basis. Uh, he, he's, uh, he's not, he's not the player that that typically um, gets at it in the in the box like that uh, with with headers. Um, we see it every now and then, and, and it kind of sticks out like this. So it, it kind of took me by surprise when I when I saw that it was in the series. Um, but I think that just goes to show just how much he's matured as a player in the last year. Uh, if, you, if you go back to where he was at this at this point in the campaign last year, um, kind of coming off that disappointing uh, Super Cup uh, performance, um, and we're kind of ragging on him then, and and uh, he didn't really come into his own until right around the holiday season um, when he was kind of what the man of the month for the Liga and and going into going into uh, 2021 here, but. Um, yeah, it was uh, it was great, and maybe I'm just accustomed to this from from other other teams that I watch. But I don't know. I saw the I saw the the player down in the box, and I saw the uh, the protests um, from from Elche, and I was just immediately just worried, like, oh, they're going to take this point off the board, aren't they? This is this is coming back. Um, <laughs> I saw know, the I, same thing. I've got, man. <laughs> got a little uh, PTSD from my Minnesota United uh, fandom here in uh, Major League Soccer. But uh, but yeah no it was uh, it was it was beautiful um, I it was one of those that no matter where he he kind of put it um, it just came off with so much power that you just you don't think the goalkeeper has any any chance of saving that um, it could have gone right at the goalkeeper and just took, taken it by surprise on the 
the authority that he used was just was really nice to see. Yeah, that was uh, just a great goal. Um, we, we got a little bit of uh, some new guys into the into the mix this week. We, well, of course, Rafa got some more uh, time on the pitch, a little more this game, uh, and then we saw our latest signing, Thomas Delaney, come in at 68th minute, and um, I thought he looked good. I mean, I thought he brought kind of a composure to the game that we were a little bit lacking it i think at the time uh what did you guys think of delaney's debut uh just uh like a safe pair of hands you know the new goodelli if you will <laughs> um the new and improved uh version but yeah just to add some you know some so- a solid player in the midfield uh just because you have we went with the four four two again um, in the second half, which I'm a bit of a fan of. I think we're all fans of the 4-4-2 for, from back in the day. We were seeing Canute and Fabiano, I mean. Uh, so 4-4-2 is, is really something that Sevilla loves. So having more targets in the box, uh, since we're playing that way already, you might as well uh, add uh, another center forward there. And, you know, players that could hold off the defenders, too. So you're not just passing it to, say, a, a Papu or Oscar, and they're just going to get, you know, pushed out the box or pushed out of that space. So uh, Rafa and Nesiri that could actually command their, their, the zone that they're in. Um, but it just wasn't enough. It just wasn't enough. I, I would like to see us play that 4-4-2 a bit more, um, just so we could get, you know, used to that that structure. Um I know we were used to the four three three um for much of, of last season until Papu came and then we were uh Lopetegu was forced into a switch, so he has to go four two three one now. Um I think he's still just trying to play the best team for now to get these results before, you know, the team finally gels and all that. But um I don't know. The four four two looks good. Uh it, it makes us more direct, especially with players like Lamella and who look more for the goal, um, as opposed to Suso. And uh, Idrisi, a proper left winger, um, it was a bit, a little bit too individualistic from his part when he came in, but it was desperate time, so he just wanted to do something, which I appreciate. But um, I don't know, the four four two looks good. I'm not saying we should play that against Barcelona. We can if if Lopetegui wants to surprise him with something, it could work. Um, but um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be too much against it. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it looks. It looks different, right? And it's something you can change up on teams and and maybe make maybe make the other team think. And that's something that I think we all are very critical about with the Sevilla squad is being very predictable. And I don't think with the new depth and the new players that we are as predictable as before. You mentioned Suso, man. There's a lot of people calling out Mr. Suso to to, to do more. I'm getting on that bandwagon because he's he's what does he do, man? <laughs> he's not providing much. Uh, Steven, you, any thoughts on Suso's play this year? That's the thing. I, I don't really have any thoughts on it, and I think that that's the most disappointing part. Um, he had he had a couple of really really great games last year, um, and a couple of like highlight reel goals as well, and. Um, some nice crosses and, and, and into the box, and it 
you just you don't see that and and going back and, and watching his performances over the last couple of games it's like you you watch him play and he just lacks some it seems like he lacks a confidence in in his ability i don't know if that's maybe because we're, we're bringing in some some folks that are more direct competition with him um or he's something got into his head but it's just it seems like he's just not as confident with the ball at his feet and and he's getting into situations that uh we're not really accustomed to seeing over the last, I don't know, two, three months of uh, last campaign. Yeah. I didn't, I'd be curious to see how many shots he's actually taken this year. It doesn't seem like the same number of shots that he, he brought to the table last year. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Eddie. It's game three. Okay. It's match day three. We're already going after my guy, Suso. Hey, relax, please. Um, I thought, Hey, I'm going to be the first to, you know, to call him out on this. I thought he was going to have a game. Um, he was wearing like Milan colors in that black and, 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 and red, but um, he didn't bring it. He didn't bring it at all. Um, but it's, it's also symptomatic of how, how like the, the things we were doing last year, like not passing it to players when they're in space, going through the middle. A lot of times he was trying to occupy those spots where plays could develop, but we simply weren't sending the ball there and it just kept recycling out to the wings again. It's like, okay, a little bit of risk taking here with the passes, but it just wasn't happening. And I mean, his body language doesn't really influence others to, you know, to be more proactive. So it's just going to look like he's having a bad game again, so, which I can understand, but just to back him up on, on certain stats, I don't have the exact number, but he's really good with those, you know, those hockey assists, the, the pass before the assist, he's really good in setting up those plays. So that's why I can't really nag on the guy because he does contribute to, to the actual goals that we score. But um, as, as, for, as for now, yeah, we definitely need more from him. Lamella deserves that spot right now. Yeah, good point. Yeah, definitely. Um, so after match day three, Sevilla gave up their first goal of the season, uh, their first points of the season. Uh, they still, as I mentioned earlier, they're sitting tied for first place with Real Madrid. Um, Acuna, I think, man of the match, no doubt. Um, yeah, everybody's nodding their head in agreement. So, anyway, so a little weirdness happened in La Liga this week. And our game, our next game was supposed to be Barcelona after the break, after the international break that's happening now. So. Uh, La Liga were trying to deny international players to travel to red zone countries, you know, those countries that have a higher level of coronavirus infections. And FIFA came out and said, hey, that ain't happening. So uh, the players can go, but La Liga did take some measures to try to protect the other players and basically move some games around, postpone some games made a very strong statement against FIFA. And uh, anyway, our, our game against Barcelona is not happening. So our next game up is a Champions League match against RB. I'm not saying the name because I really hate that the sponsors are in football. So it is going to be RB Salzburg from me. You guys can say what you want. But anyway, that's coming up. I didn't get the date of that. I think it's the 15th of September. Don't hold me to that, but I think that's when it is. Um, 
But speaking of Champions League, that draw happened last week, guys, right? Champions League, we're back. And I have to say I'm very confident in our draw. I mean, really, really good draw for Sevilla. Uh, we got the league win, league one uh, winners from last year in, in Lille. Um, hopefully I'm saying all these right. I'm terrible at pronunciation. You guys know that by now. But uh, we've got the Australian uh, team, RB Salzburg, and the German side, uh, Wolfsburg, in our group. Both of those guys had to do playoff. The RB Salzburg and Wolfsburg had to do their playoffs to get into the group. So, man, we gotta we have to be feeling very confident. No, I mean, Lil is a definitely different team than they were last year. Their biggest guys going to Barcelona, right? Um, who was that? I'm drawing a blank right now. Um, which guy went to Barcelona? Memphis, right? Wasn't he at Lil? No, no, he was at Lyon. He was at Lyon. Uh, same, same thing. It starts <laughs> with the same letter. That's right. That's right. My bad. I'm an idiot. Uh, Leo uh, Hladi was a 36-year-old Turkish striker that was having uh, the season of his life. But uh, overall, the, the, the team unit, mostly the coach, uh, the coach had a, a really good campaign with that team. Um, he's gone to another team, so it's not even the same coach. Um, and we might be in for one of the center backs. Um, I don't know if us being paired in the same group will make that problematic, but um, who knows? It's still rumors for now, but um, I guess you could say I, I kind of jinxed it went by wanting big teams in a group, and we got none. This is this is a Europa League group. No disrespect to the other teams and Sevilla. I mean, Sevilla hasn't done much in the Champions League anyway, so people look at us as a Europa League team anyway. But this is a Europa League group. I don't know. I think Betis's group is harder than ours. I forgot who was in their in their group, but um, we should win this, and we should be looking forward to that second leg and around a sixteen at home already. I mean, you shouldn't get ahead of yourselves, but these are our teams we should be beating. It's not going to be easy, of course. Um, Salzburg is definitely a, a team that, that could surprise some. Um, they have performed well in this tournament. Um, Wolfsburg had a decent season in the Bundesliga, which I don't watch, but if you're, if you're in the Champions League, you're a good team. Um, and then, um, they haven't started the greatest, but there's, they still retain most, most of their core. So, um, it won't be easy, but it definitely won't be the hardest group. But it's definitely the easiest group out of out of the whole draw. Don't you think? Yeah. What do you think, Steven? Yeah, I don't think we could have asked for a, a easier an easier draw. Um, I think the the only thing that I'm a little bit disappointed about, and it's just from a historical perspective, I was really hoping that Sheriff would be drawn into us so that we could like be able to play against them just with the the waves that they've been making throughout the qualification um but you know like i said i'm not disappointed about this at all and then i mean coming from uh someone who follows the u.s men's national team as well like all three of these teams have have big players for the u.s men's national team on them and uh tim wea brendan aronson and john brooks so it's really fun to uh be able to see uh to see them play um hopefully they don't do too well in those games they play against us but uh it's it's cool to see that name recognition to be able to see them play in the club uh the club leagues as well yeah, that's a cool point. I didn't even realize that Salzburg had a had a player. Um, to me, to counter Eddie's point, it, it's always about money. To me, <laughs> like feed Monty's 
ability to do his business, right? So for the group, I always love having weaker teams that we can, you know, progress out of because, you know, getting out of that group, you know, getting into the uh, round of uh, 16 gets you like $11 million. So that's just money for Monty to continue improving this team. And I always look at that. So to me, I'm happy. I think we should move on. I mean, I think it's it's not going to be easy, right? It, it never is in the Champions League. All those teams are going to be fighting. So uh, we have to bring it, but uh, I'm looking forward to it and looking forward to learning some more about these other teams. Uh, for sure. And it's probably these are probably teams uh, Monchi's scouting already. He probably knows his scouting network probably knows the the strengths and weaknesses of um, the entire 11s of, of these teams. But um, uh, yeah, it should be interesting. Um, it should definitely be interesting, especially for us, because whenever we're looked at as favorites, sometimes it's problematic and and how we we make it interesting for the other team and giving them a chance to, to win, you know? Um, so hopefully we get that uh, out the way, we get that settled. Um, just progression into being uh, becoming an elite team. Um, just to see what we'll we'll do with this kind of group. Are we just gonna run riot and and win go six for six, or we're gonna make it difficult? Just win the home matches and the away matches are are gonna be much more difficult because of the fans coming in now. I mean, we had that game at Krasnodar, which we did well last year, but uh, I don't know. It might be different this time around. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. It's, it's the Champions League. This is the uh, competition we always want to be in. So um, it, it's good that we got these teams. Uh, definitely see us in the round of 16. Um, I mean, hopefully we'll deep this year, but uh, too early to call for now. Sounds good. Yeah, I think Going the most, into the... Oh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, 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 go I ahead. Say, I think the most disappointing part is that we have to wait two weeks for this game. It's... Uh, uh, like we're just it's it's in the back of our minds we know we're going to have this hopefully we can uh get settled with the end of the transfer uh transfer window and get a starting 11 that we actually know about because there's a lot that's there even the players that have been with the team for a couple of years um they haven't really made an impact um like uh ocampos hasn't really done much anything all season um so if we can get him back and inform and um like i don't know there's a lot of time um and hopefully the team can get get into a spot where they can be really successful with this. But for us fans, it's just more difficult because we got to go two weeks without watching any kind of, any kind of sports. So it's like a mini, uh, mini summer window. We we all hate this champion or this international break. It's the worst international break on the schedule. You get going three games, bam, you got to stop. And then you pray that nobody gets hurt this year. You pray that nobody gets COVID. It's just a different dynamic. And uh, I mean, it, you know, with all this stuff that's happening, it's, it's even more of a reason to not have it happen anymore. Let's get rid of this one. Move on. We can do October, but don't don't screw with that first part of the season. It's so such a disruption. Anyway, maybe it allows Lopetegui to gel with some of the team. Ocampos can come back and get healthy. Hopefully, we don't pick up any knocks. You know, while these guys are traveling, and um, Ocampos. It's a big question mark, right? Like, we haven't seen him this year. How's he going to gel? I mean, clearly we're missing something on the left side. Hopefully he can bring it 
we're asking Oscar to play there. Idrisi, yeah, hasn't done poorly. He hasn't been terrible, but you know, people are like Eddie called out. He is a little in, in, individualistic there. Um, but anyway, uh, transfer rumors. I mean, last week we talked Eddie, right? And, and we said, "Oh, the Delaney is going cold. Is it going to happen?" And bam! Right after we talked about that, it's like, "Ah, Thomas Delaney to Sevilla." Twenty-nine-year-old uh, Danish midfielder. He played this week. That's how quickly it happened. Six point six million dollar transfer fee plus bonuses. Nobody knows what those bonuses are, but it's stated in all the articles that I read. I have no idea what they are. Anyway, played 88 games for Borussia Dortmund, scoring four goals and providing 11 assists. I like the player. He's very energetic. Uh, He gave an interview with uh, our our friend uh, Daniel, who runs the the admin for Sevilla. He actually conducted the interview because... Uh, Delaney doesn't speak English or Spanish. He only speaks, I mean, he speaks Dutch and who knows whatever else, but he, he uh, speaks English very well. So uh, Daniel gave the interview. Um, you know, he stated that he's a box to box kind of midfielder, provides energy, provides uh, great tackles. What do you guys think? I mean, are you happy with the signing? Eddie first, maybe? Uh, absolutely. Um this is even better than what I expected because I wanted a player um, not so similar to Fernando, a little bit more competing with Jordan as a, like a box-to-box player, but that could that could play as a DM um, if need be. And I never thought we'd get a player of that quality and and Delaney. I never thought that kind of player would be available for us at that price, especially. That's classic Mochi. Um, so. Um, that's that's a huge signing for me, um, and I'm not sure if you if you read this or saw this anywhere, but he's actually colorblind, and he cannot see red or green. He <laughs> I did hear that. The irony, right? Um, what is he going to do at the derby? Like <laughs> when we play the derby at Betis, what is he going to do? <laughs> is that why we wore black yesterday? By the way, I don't know because yeah, Elche has green in their uniforms there. Maybe. I had a good question. I don't know. So he doesn't speak Spanish and he's colorblind. He can't see red and green. Uh, that's Apparently seem, not. <laughs> seems uh, Spanish word of the day, difícil. It's very difícil. So um, anyway, sorry. 100 day streak on Duolingo today. I'm proud of that. <laughs> but that doesn't have anything to do with Sevilla. Uh, Steven, what are your thoughts on uh, on uh, Delaney there? Yeah, I think Eddie summed it up really well. Um, for me, it was, I mean, honestly, you can't beat that price. That is just a drop in the bucket. Um, obviously, it's a lot of money for for folks like you and I, but um, for the, the team, like we're maybe we're, I'm just so tainted from seeing some of these other uh, rumors that are going down that are what, 70, 80 million euro and kind of a, those numbers have been bouncing around all summer. And you see this come in, it's like 6 million plus, plus add ons or bonuses or whatnot. And it's like, oh, wow, that's, that's great. Um, and then like, I wasn't all that familiar with him going into, um, going into this, uh, transfer window. Um, just, I haven't watched a whole lot of, uh, Bundesliga, but looking back on it, I, I went back and watched some highlights and, uh, obviously highlights you kind of take with a grain of salt because it make anybody look really good. Um, but, uh, I really liked what I was seeing and 
then to see him come in and, and play um, for what was it? Uh, 20 minutes or so um, uh, yesterday and this see how he gelled um, right away with, with the players. I mean, on a, what, a couple of days of training, maybe, um, maybe not even that just with travel time and everything. Um, and it, you think that this is something that could be very beneficial um, and, and could go and it has the legs to go a long way. Um, I think he's going to be pretty successful. We'll see um, where he can slot in on a, on a regular basis. Um, but yeah, I'm all in all, I'm, I'm really happy with the depth that he provides and really the depth of a lot of the signings and, and how they've been able to come off the bench and, and really make an impact um, over the last couple of games. Really crazy. I mean, $22 million uh, Barusa Dortmund paid for him uh, back in 2018. So, you know, three years later, here we are, we got him for 6 million. I mean, that's great business. And he, just the quality showed. I mean, the guy doesn't speak Spanish and he's gelling like he did the other day. It's amazing to me that he's able to do that. So I guess football language is a little different, but still uh, unbelievable. Um, the only other transfer news is the non-news of Kunde, right? I mean, the poor guy, I mean, he, he missed the game. Uh, he, he pulled out and said he didn't want to travel. He needed a mental health break, uh, I think, is the official statement. Uh, some people were saying he was trying to force the deal to go through with Chelsea. But, man, like, is it going to happen? I mean, I don't want it to happen. Don't get me wrong, unless they pay, like, mad money. But what do you think? Is it going to happen, Eddie? Um, I've always felt like it was going to happen. It's just surprising that it is taking long. I don't know if Chelsea is trying to be, you know, disrespectful or what have you, or it's like, this is not another elite team. We don't really have to pay over the odds for this kind of player. But um, this is one of the top prospects at this position. So if he doesn't go this summer, I'm, I still wouldn't be worried. Um, it's a plus for us if we keep him. But um, I expected him to go last year, so um, I'm not I'm not really affected by whether he he leaves or not. Like I'm totally detached from from Jules Kounde as a Sevilla player. Um, so to me, it'll feel like a signing if he stays. Um, in terms of replacement, you know, I, I trust in Monchi. Whoever comes in, um, maybe it'll take some time, but I. I believe in who who comes in because we have Diego Carlos who we didn't I didn't know about um especially when it was announced um because there's no rumors uh, Diego Carlos and and Kunde himself right uh two new center backs and uh it was one of the best partnerships in in the league and possibly in Europe uh for the last couple seasons so um whoever comes in with that amount of money um we're bound to get someone good and and for the left wing um are we bringing Tecatito or not? Like, please, please make my dreams come true, Monchi. Please. Um, otherwise, I'm fine with Sarabia. Sarabia is, is fine in my books, 10 and 10 every season. And maybe Gedesh. I know some people aren't fans of him, but I, I like Gedesh. He's fast. You know, those counterattacks that we're going on right now, imagine Gedesh at the end of those. Come on, man. Come, come on. You're, you're not with me here? <laughs> um but uh, as a third choice, I don't mind Gedish. But uh, someone, someone of quality for the left wing, I have faith in Ocampos. But seeing what happened last season, um, are we? Can we really put our trust? Is it fair to put our trust in him for that 
for that role this season. I'm not sure. Steven, hit us with your thoughts on the Kunde situation and anything else that Eddie talked about while I was shaking my head at Gitas. Uh, yeah, I don't know. There's a lot to unpack there. Um, I, I tend to agree with a lot of it. Uh, I, I thought that was pretty on point, though, Eddie, when you said that if he stays, it'll feel like a signing. Um, I, 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 too, was also expecting him to leave. Uh, I think it was what Man City made an offer for him last summer that I thought for sure he would take. Um, that was before all of the financials came out. We, Us fans realized that we actually made money <laughs> over the uh, uh, over the pandemic. Um but but yeah, it's uh, at this point I kind of got a feel for the kid. He's he's being pulled in in multiple directions. Like you got to imagine, um, it's big news all over Europe at this point. Um, I don't blame him for uh, needing to take a step back and kind of get his head right. If if that's what really happened, um, obviously going to miss him um, if and when he does leave. Um, I think uh, the play um, from the center backs uh, yesterday is, is evidence of that. But then again, um, like you said, Carlos is, is very good. Um, and I think he, he kind of got a little bit of a bad rap um, towards the end of our Europa League campaign um, where he was making some, making some uh, iffy decisions there, but all in all, he's been very solid as well. Um, and, and really when either one of them is missing from the lineup, um, for whatever reason, the play tends to suffer. Um, so if we can hold on to him, um, that I think we'll still be in a good spot. Um, and outside of that, those four, four or five minutes, um, it, uh, on defense against LJ, um, it, like, I mean, Rekic filled in pretty well, um, uh, just for the time being, I wouldn't want to run with him for an entire season there, but, um, I mean, he, he, he was serviceable. Um, I, I do think that. Um, if we let him go this late in the this late in the window, I think we're going to have to get all of his uh, his uh, release clause um, in order to make it work. Because like we're running up against it, we're not going to be able to sign somebody else um, at this point. And you know, if we can if we can make eighty million euro off of it, then you know maybe maybe we can sit on that until the uh, January window. Especially if games keep getting postponed until later in the season, then maybe those will be after the January window anyway. Um, but yeah, like so with Kunde, it's it's really you can't really change the reality. And he's one of the the better center backs probably in the world at this point. And um there's not really a whole lot we can worry about. Let the let Manchi and his scouting crew worry about that. They're they're the ones that are paid to do that. We can just kind of sit back and be the like armchair pundits for it. But um but yeah, just uh possible replacements for him. There's a lot that has been floated around and and uh yeah, I think you kind of leave that up to Manchi as well, just with uh, everything that's going through there. Um, Eddie, you also mentioned the stuff on the left wing there. Um, I would really love to see Sarabia back. Um, I was I was sad to see him go, and if we could get him back, then that would be that'd be amazing. Um, he's he's played pretty well, really well, um, in in France. But uh, I would love to see him see him back in uh, in the Sanchez Pizjuan um, on a regular basis. I. I don't have um, a lot of thoughts about about the other two folks that you mentioned, um, mainly because Tecatito is is uh, a Mexican player, and I just haven't watched a whole lot of a whole lot of uh, um, Mexican football. Uh, that's just uh, just kind of the nature of it. I I don't really have a lot of, of uh, bad blood with the the Mexican national team or anything like that. Just uh, but I just I haven't watched a whole lot of it. And uh, only yeah. the finals, right? Where we keep winning, it seems here lately. 
the last two finals, yes, but uh, <laughs> going back before then, it was a long time. But but no, it's like I don't really have any thoughts about it. It's uh, like I was really excited. I was really excited to get him um, after some seeing some of the the highlights and, and some of the, the way that uh, the other people on Manchi's men on the forums were were talking about it. Um, and then the rumor about Sarabia came up, and I just threw everything else to the side. I'm like, okay, yeah, let's go back and get Sarabia because like there's he. Like not that necessarily he knows the team because the team has had a lot of turnover since he left, but um, I think that would go a long way to, um, I don't know, uh, to putting the ever temperamental um, fan base at at ease. Um, like you know, we've got we've got somebody coming back in, um, and I think that he could make a a much bigger impact coming in um, than say. Uh, um, like uh, Rakitic last year, um, like he didn't really have the impact of a returning player that we necessarily hoped for. Um, but I think that Sarabia would be would be a lot more um, serviceable in that aspect. Um, he, he is also still earlier in his career than than Rakitic was when he was returning too. So there's there's also that. Yeah, I agree. I, I'm I'm more with Steve here. I I would love to see Sarabia. He's a Spaniard, um, although. Jesus Corona would provide a little more flair, a little more speed, I think, to that position. But Sarabia is the dude, man. We all know his pedigree, and he's he's so good. So I, I went back and looked at the Monty's men forum from that nineteen or that twenty nineteen transfer window when we got Kunde and Diego Carlos. Uh, that's the beauty of our forum, right? Like we can go back and look at the historical stuff. And it was just funny, like seeing the the post of of who's Kunde, who's Diego Carlos, and it was just you know Monty did work that summer, man, and and look where we are now. We got, I mean, Carlos is awesome, and you know you, we we talked about Rekic. We we haven't seen Rekic. He's maybe played what three games as center back for this club. Like everybody's quick to be like, oh, he's horrible, but. We haven't seen him in his natural position. He's been playing left back when Acuna was hurt last year. Um, he's left-footed. We saw yesterday in the Elche game, he played on the left side of the defense mostly. And Diego Carlos, who's right-footed, got to play on the right side of the defense, which most managers like um, to to have that for whatever reason. Anyway, um, let, let's see. I mean, I'm not. I'm not down on Rakic. I think he's got a lot of good qualities. Um, is he Kunde? No. I mean, we know that. Uh, are we going to have to sign somebody else? Of course. Um, but we do know Fernando can slot back there. Gudeli hasn't moved yet. He can slot in that position. Uh, Delaney's even played at center back. So there's a lot of people that can slot back there. If we want the ambition to be Champions League contenders and La Liga contenders, you can't have people slotting in. You need cover at those positions that people are comfortable with. I trust in Monty just like you guys do. All of Sevilla trust in Monty, so I'm not super worried about it. I do hope that Kunde gets whatever he's looking for. I mean, he's done great for this club. and But Sevilla deserves to get what is coming to them. I mean, Monty did the work to find Kunde. Jim's got a great post on the on the I I don't know if it's the transfer uh, thread I think that's where it was 
he just basically spells out that you know there's the money that's been spent in the Premier League for subpar players outweighs what Chelsea's offering for Kunde. Kunde is one of the best in the world. Steven said it. I agree. Pay the guy, right? Or well, pay us. I mean, we did the work. Pay, show us the money, right? We know they got it. Like that's that's number one. We know they got it. Um, they're probably trying to be careful with financial fair play because they have spent spent big, especially last season. They spent big. It did pay off, but um, yeah, that was a crazy window they had last summer. Um, but just pay the guy, like especially that it's taken this long. You understand why there there was the thing in his clause that bumped it up to ninety million now. So, and I believe Monchi and Cole said they didn't want to do business, or it's it's reported that they, they didn't want to do any deals in the last two days of the window. So time is literally running out. So you have to pay at this point. The, the latest articles are saying it's either eighty or nothing. It's either 80 or he's staying. So if it's going to take this long, they have to respect it. Um, otherwise, he could stay. Um, they have they have an academy. They have X amount of players on loan, as they usually do. So Chelsea will be fine. Um, and if Kunde stays, the better for us. So um, the last two days will probably be a bit nerve-wracking, but we'll, we'll see. Uh, it'll definitely be fun. It's always fun in, in Civismo when it comes down to transfers. So we'll see who eventually comes in. Um, but I'm, I'm sure it'll be a great squad once it's all over. Great, great point. Uh, anything else before we jet out of here? We're, we're coming up on 50 minutes. Uh, anything else you guys want to touch about before we jet out? I do want to say if we uh, if we don't end up selling to Chelsea um, this this window and it goes until next summer, um, I'm going to be really disappointed if uh, Real Madrid comes in and swoops in and, and buys him. I would much rather have him play on a regular basis in the Premier League than uh, against one of our direct rivals for the next ten years. Um, that's a good point. That's, uh, Great disappointing. Point, yeah. It will be disappointing if that happens. But um, Real Madrid luckily has their eyes set on some uh some more expensive forwards and uh attacker attacking players in the next couple of years so uh maybe they'll have all their finances tied up there but you know the cup never seems to run dry in in madrid so yeah apparently not um it's like where are they getting this money for mbappe exactly uh but when you realize it's madrid and his petas you kind of just shake your head and it's it is what it is um but yes, definitely don't want to see him in amongst our, our rivals. Um, it, it'd be much better if he went to Chelsea, but not so much so that it would take a, a lesser fee. H- hell no. Um, but uh, if that's that's set to happen, then it happens. But uh, um, yeah, um, I got nothing else to add. Um, I said what I said. I think I think we're fine with this team. It's still I still think the other top three teams are stronger than us um on paper and and squad wise i think they're still better than us so we still have to to outperform uh, outperform them um there's going to be plenty of opportunities too there everybody's dropping points right so um it's there for the taking it absolutely is we just have to excel speaking of dropping points i don't know if you guys saw it today but villarreal our old boy Emery 
I've never seen a team drop points like that team drop points today. Uh, Emery on the verge of beating Simeone for the first time. <laughs> 10 seconds away from doing it. And an on goal from one of their defenders, a former Betis player, right? When, didn't he play Mindy, right? And didn't yeah. he play whatever anyway? Mm-hmm. Yes, heads it back to goal. I don't know what the goalkeeper was doing either. He was totally out of position, heads it into his own net. <laughs> they share points, which actually benefits us because now everybody's on seven points and we're all happy. So unbelievable. I've never seen an ending to that game. Like, an ending to a game like that, just crazy. Uh, people falling out. They celebrated like they won the championship. It's just crazy stuff in La Liga. Um, only thing I got, guys, um, our, our friends in New Orleans is having um, a little bit of a, a challenge right now. They've got a huge hurricane coming through. We all know the story of Katrina back 10 years ago. Was it 10 years ago, I think, on – anniversary today right like so um thoughts to anybody down there i love new orleans it's the greatest city in the united states if you haven't been please go um unbelievable city full of culture it's so unique it reminds me of europe a lot um and then also our afghanistan uh folks over there that's you know trying times let's um do what we can to help those people out and a lot of people need help, and hopefully we can do something to, to help those guys. Uh, sorry again to end on a somber note. We did that last week too, man. Just so much crazy stuff in the world. But uh, well, I guess we're on to international break. I don't think anybody's excited about that. We do have some World Cup qualifiers starting up, so at least we got something to pull for. But uh, our players are out, I guess, um, Inezri, Manir, um, Acuna, Papu, uh, Bono, who am I missing? Uh, Montiel. My, yep. Anybody else? Mm. Is that it? Not that I've seen announced, but yeah, it's mostly those guys from Morocco and, and Argentina. And Kunde, I think mm. Kunde got si- uh, called up too. For France, right? Yes. Yeah, yes, of course. France. Yeah. yeah. So. Congratulations to those guys. Stay healthy. Come back strong. Don't get COVID, please. <laughs> I just remember last year when we were like, oh, man, this is happening. But anyway, Stephen, man, thanks so much for joining us. It was awesome. Uh, hope to have you back on soon. And everybody else on Monty's Men, I love seeing the user groups. Just It keeps going. We got even more people joined this week. So. Uh, keep listening, keep coming and, and participating in the forums. I'll try not to call you out three years later when you say Kunde was not a goodbye, but I haven't done that yet, so I might. Anyway, until next time, guys, uh, vamos mi Sevilla. Vamos campeón.